get this urge Stay woke, youngin' And avenge these nerds uh. That's a little different tonight yeah, wow, I like that song in the beginning. I was like, jamming. A little different. A little, a little change of pace. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to change the pace. This, this is what is it? And beyond Connie Eve right here. We're, we're just the week. We've been talking about this for a minute, have we not? Oh, man. Wow. Exactly. Because we got a great show for everybody tonight. How are you guys doing? Great. Good. Great. Good. And a good week to be a nerd. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, we've yes. seen a- Spider-Man alone. I mean, I'm excited. There's so much things going on right now. But we'll get oh, into that. We're all eagerly, <laughs> eagerly waiting for that Spider-Man trailer to, to launch, even though we watched it uh, on the recording of the cell phone of a cell phone, you know? So, you know, <laughs> but we watched it with, with those hot PS1 graphics. So, we could get into more of that and all that. So, we're going to get into all the announcements and everything. And first of all, we want to welcome back BV Mac as guest host today. So, again, V Mac, awesome artist, yeah. awesome nerd, just geek extraordinaire. I'm your host, Sebastian. It's your boy, Law. Anybody tone from across the hall. And tonight on Nerds, first of all, let's cover the news. So we talk about it. We put it up. Shang-Chi got some positive reviews. We're excited to see it. That comes out September 3rd. Um, we are going to go try to see it. Um, I may just go to a drive-thru or I may just um, try to go back in the day, find some bootlegs. I don't know. I mean, got to find the bootleg guy. They don't, they don't, I got they, my they, ticket they, they to they purchase. No, <laughs> there ain't no bootlegs in Mays Landing, New Jersey, buddy. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. There's no guy uh, on the block. I don't got a guy. Oh, <laughs> I'm taking got a guy anymore. Listen, you may find it where all the crates are at. You know, that's where you'll find it. <laughs> Next on the list is as we were talking about, we were joking about the Spider-Man trailer is out. So we got a nice little teaser. So there's a lot of nice fun stuff in there. As Alfred Molina is back as Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. So let's get into the announcements because we have better with heads. age. It makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> you age like fine wine when you get older. <laughs> But here we go. Some announcements. So subscribe to our YouTube channel, Twitch. Please subscribe, follow. Um, guys, again, um, we thank everyone who's subscribing and following the channel, giving us the love and everything like that. All your support and everything is definitely much appreciated. Check us out on TikTok. Listen to us on Spotify. We have a great creative series coming out um, this Friday featuring VT. Um, Trey, from um, he's worked with Sketch Bruce, so he's an awesome animator. So that's coming out this Friday. Um, if you haven't listened already, uh, again, subscribe to the channel. We have a bunch of great creative series interviews, such as when we interview you Sandra Chandra free and everybody um so again please thank you for subscribing <laughs> Yo, I am messing up I know I had to resist fuck, fuck you Tone yep anyway NBN Con's <laughs> virtual show was NBN Con is this weekend August 28th and 29th free VIP package um free um emissions VIP packages you can get a discount using code get nerdy with it get 10% off on the code um by using the code get nerdy with it yes i know i'm speaking really quick but that's the code right there get nerdy with it make sure to use that um i know breathing is not a reason i'm 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 get nerdy with it there you go with it there you go with there you go. Say, say it with me. Get Emphasis. nerdy with Emphasis. it. With it. I want a little na 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 na. Bro, this is what happens. <laughs> it's Taco Tuesday. I'm hocked up on tacos and Red Bull. This is what happens. <laughs> September 4th and September 5th, um, Geeks House Staten Island is doing their show. We'll be there on September 5th for the virtual show, hosting a panel where, again, we're talking about getting into podcasting. Um, so, again, we want to give them a shout, give them a lot of love. They'll be on the show next week. Uh, so, again, a little pre-show for their show. Um, also, too, October 23rd, 24th, Pekixi Gallery and Mall. Incredicon uh, is happening. Check them out. Um, check out Mike Lopez's show in Credit Chat. Um, also, again, 
Lots of love to you, Mike. Thank you all and all that for the support. So now, um, without further ado, I want to bring out our guests because we have some awesome guests. We have some great segments for you guys tonight. I mean, the first segment that we're going to go over is pretty much... Um, this member is one member of the team of known as Cast the Craze. We've had him on the show a bunch of times and all that. And I'm going to plug into that. We did a great creator interview. And there's a funny story because the two guests that we had tonight, they were the first remote guests that we had. And then because of, um, I'm not going to name the program Skype, um, that messed up the audio <laughs> for that interviews. So it's funny to have them both on this show on the eve of MBOncom. But um, a, we're doing his creator series. It's coming out next week on the 3rd, um, which we finally got to sit down. Talk to him. Um, we built a great relationship, budding relationship, and everything. And we're always having fun, poking at each other back and forth. We go on their show, they come on our show, but it's also um great to bring him on because he just did this awesome launch on Webtoons um for his book Rust 5377. So I want to give it up for the one, the Yoni, George, the Dreamer, Medina. Yo. Yo. What's up, everybody? Welcome from the land of the king what? in the house. Wow. Welcome from the land of the comment section. Jesus. You're back wow. on the show and not in the comments. I, I love it. I love to see it. Yes. Uh, listen, I, I live for that moment where you guys talk about the spoilers. So I'm happy to be here yes. and actually be a part of it today. I love it. So, yes, thank you. Thank you for having me on. Hello, everybody. Always, always. Hi. Oh, man, we miss you, bro. We miss you. Ah, uh, dude. It was, uh, I mean, listen, that, that creative series you were talking about, I'm just going to say something. If Sam is watching this, that last question, it's not personal, bro. It's not personal. You know I love you. You know I love you, but watch it. You'll know what I mean. It was, if you know, you know. Yeah. Is, he in the, is yeah. he in the Lone Star yet, or he hasn't moved? So they've been traveling. They, they, this guy's crazy. They decided to travel, do a 24-hour trip out to Texas from New York. I think they might have left yesterday. I don't know what time they left yesterday, but... I called him up this morning just to see how they were doing. I'm like, yo, you alive? What's good? Everybody good over there? He's like, yo, dude, the car smells like crap. Because he has, he has dogs in the car, little guys. <laughs> and they, they got motion sickness. Oh. And they threw up all over the car. Oh. Yo, I'm like, what? It's him and my friend Jonathan. <laughs> they're just a mess. It's a mess. But uh, yeah, hopefully they are. They'll make it there. Hey, Arellis. Arellis. Um, where in Texas? I think it's Lodell, something like that. I don't know. It's near Dallas. But uh, but yeah, so he's he's on his way. I think they, they should be making there. should be there in about an hour. So uh, yeah, yeah, the dope. big move, the big move to Texas. So that's so, going to be interesting. So we have a fun episode today. So we're going to talk to George the first half of this episode, but I don't want our next guest just hanging out there waiting in the, guest, right. and, and, and the green room. I want him to join us out here right there because we have an action-packed show for you guys tonight. It's going to be part creative interview, part um, pre-show, part what-if coverage, what we do a nerd. So that's why it's a little bit of a deluxe episode tonight. So Aurelis, you're here. You're in for a treat. But um, there's a lot of names that this man goes by. But um, he is known as the founder, mentor for a lot of us. Um, he has put this together. I got to see um, this man create this company from the ground up, um, where it was just him with his family at the table, selling books. It was always fun conversations through him and Law. Um, we all have a great budding relationship. And it, it, when they talk about Imbion, it's it, it's not just a company. It's a family 
and it becomes something where creators are looking out for each other. And that was a dream that he was always looking to create. Um, when I had debuted it on the scene doing conventions, it was his convention that I started. I met George at that convention, um, which again, I always credit George with a lot of, uh, with buying the first book, being supportive. But um, Eric was um, definitely one of those people when pulled to the side at the show is like, how did you do And he was really generally, and then again, building a relationship, seeing him and his family and all that. But again, without further ado, I want to bring out the man who is the founder, the CEO, and overall dope creative that is out there that we all got to um, build relationships with. Get up for the one, the only granddaddy, Eric Hutch. Yeah. Yeah, All right. Birthdays. I keep messing up. So <laughs> we got Shankis in the Shankis. <laughs> yeah, 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 I've been enjoying that D and D, yo. Like that's the only thing I think that kept us sane through this whole pandemic and just oh, craziness. Man. Not being able to do shows was like a total kill, yo. You know what I mean? It's so but, weird. It is yeah. very. <laughs> I miss all your faces in person. It's you know, all right, T-Mac, I'll, I'll pick you up for a ride, I don't know, tomorrow or something. <laughs> <laughs> or something. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Uh, George, my brother from another mother. What's I, up? Yo, what's up, e, it's, fun, it's funny that, that Sebastian did that whole like intro of you because that's exactly how it was. I, I remember yeah. meeting you at these conventions, doing your thing behind the table, and then it's like six degrees of separation. Like we're all here. Like I Law took one of the first photos at that. Yo, I didn't even know you were the photographer. Yo, like the I, way we no, all. He like, wasn't. A, he wasn't a photographer. I shoved a Mark III that I had bought to do headshots <laughs> into his hand. I was like, "Yo, you, you, you were a picture. person. Like you, my whole thing was always going off of people's vibes. You know what I mean? So you know, I, I came from corporate America. I was doing computer engineering. I was doing all this crazy stuff and. When I decided to like, I'm gonna take a creative path. I'm gonna try that route. The whole thing was just trying to feel that creative vibe again. You know what I mean? Trying to get at the soul of what I think a lot of people are just missing in life. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter what you do creatively. It's just that you people need that outlet. So yeah, when when I saw how much Law was a like a lover of people, um, I, I just figured he would have the ability to capture. It, you know what I mean? Yeah, he really did. I mean, we met on Valentine's Day. Like that's wow, how that's, nice. that's how real it is. That's a love story. That's a love story. That's love. Story. serious. <laughs> so, I, I celebrated after, of course. I met, you know, I met my wife. You know? Hutch like fifteen times before meeting him on Nerds and being like, "Oh shit, that's been you the whole time." <laughs> oh, now 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 we permanent fam. That's, that's, that's it. it. That's, that's it. it. That's we that's we it. just we just send pictures of barbecue to George all the time. Oh. I It all started with a picture from like Burger King that I sent them, and then these guys just went in. Okay, which listen, are, the grease was on the bag, bro. That grease, yo, that was a good burger. That was a good burger. I want to hear it. The more the so, grease, the better. That was that was that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so before so before we get there, so George, right. um, because again, we well, we're gonna have fun tonight. This is gonna be a good one. So, George, um, you came out with Frost 5377. This has been um what you actually it was the first book that I saw you come out with when I first met you. But now you did something really dope, which um again, fans can find in the link in the description, the link to it. Um, you launched the book now on Webtoons. What prompted you to launch this book on Webtoons and how was the process from transferring from a physical media to put it in on Webtoons platform? Okay, so what prompted me? Uh, a 12-year-old girl. So, and I say that wow. because 
I was at ZoloCon a few months ago, okay? Mm -hmm. And I was there with Sam and, and, and the guys or whatever, and we were at the table. A little girl comes up to Sam and she picks up one of his books and she's like, oh, this is cool. Are you guys on Webtoons? And we felt old as fuck at that moment because we were like, Webtoons? She was like, yeah, this would be really cool on Webtoons. You guys should put it on Webtoons. I was like, wow, okay. So I came home. I, you know, I transferred all the files. I changed them up. When you go on Webtoons, you have the option to, I guess, put up, put them up as like, um, as just, I guess, panels. Yeah. I decided to just put the pages all in one, all, all, you know, so you're getting the full page. So you're reading it almost like a digital comic where you just wrote, you know, scroll up and just read the book. So the process of putting it together wasn't bad. All I did was just resize the images. And then, so you have a full issue online when you go to read the uh, the books. So you're reading it almost like a digital comic, you like you would on your, on your phone. So it's easy to read. I made it easier to read. So you're not, and I'm putting them out the first episode or the first chapter debuted on August 5th. I'm going to be putting them um, quarterly because I have six, six chapters. So the next one will be up in November. And I just, I just wanted to fill, build a fan base before uh, I keep putting up more, uh, more issues on there. Yeah. I got to check the date. Cause I liked Russ 5377 was pretty good. Thank you. Appreciate I, that. I, I, uh, I, I got to, uh, CBS actually introduced me to it over the weekend, so I wanted to actually know. <laughs> so I, I <laughs> spent three grand, read a couple of those books. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm interested to see where the story goes. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I actually the story's been around for a long time, like like Sebastian said, and I I think and and, and Hutch, you're big on this. It's all about the progression of time, right? It's all about the evolution of a yeah. product, and I it went from you know. Just I drew it myself the first few issues to okay you know what that what that didn't work out I got I got some artists to draw the book that you see now and then it it just I printed out a single issues then it became a graphic novel now it's digital so we'll see where it goes from here you know hopefully I'm I'm trying to get on Netflix I'm trying to get on you know <laughs> Amazon Prime I'm trying to get you know like that's that's the yeah. dream you know I want to be talking about I want to be talking about my episode on Nerds of the Round. One week right. and you guys breaking down the episode like that. That that's the dream. You know what I mean? But yeah, that's cool. Right. Was the fact that you have it on webtoons and they have that? Um, what is it? They have that deal now with DC, and then they have that deal mm -hmm. now. They have that deal with um Crunchyroll. So yep. I'm, I'm hoping right, we get right, an animation. Yeah. It exposure. Yeah. We get a yeah. Crunchyroll yeah. animation. Let's go. That's right. <laughs> I mean, you you got you got to throw it in there and see what happens. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm not at this point. You know, will it make me money if I put it on there for free? Probably not. But the exposure is what's gonna take it to the next level. Sometimes you got to get stuff. You know, give some stuff up for free for the right. bigger picture. You know. So yeah. Sure. Go ahead, so guys. Go ahead. Who's next with that question? Because I'm going to oh. bring up a uh, while George is talking. I'm going to bring up just the cover of Russ. So here we go, because I want to show it all. I'd to like people to know the inspiration of the character. So, so when I was uh, this, I, I created this thing back in 1999. So I'm an old man. Um, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Don't say <laughs> that. That's not that far. That's not that long ago. Dates. <laughs> we already so, know how old we are. Like, that's not even... <laughs> yeah, yeah. So man. can't see I, I, the grades, but they did. I want to say I was like in high school, but I wasn't. I was um, I was actually working at a at a group home. It was it was a it was a home for kids, and I've told this story before. And basically, what happened was I was working there not not as a social worker or anything. I was uh, doing data entry work, and I was typing in the information for a kid, and his name was Nonami. Mm -hmm. 
I thought I was the coolest name ever, right? Known on me. That's kind of cool. The name was really no name. The kid had no name. They had found this kid and they had no idea what his name was. They had so that's the way I was entering him into the computer. And I was like, well, that's kind of that's messed up. What if I wrote a story about a kid who wanted to escape this world, who wanted to get the heck out? But he was a little different. So I made him all like you see his his features are very alien-like, but mm-hmm. it's all stems from when he, he was born with the deformity. But I wanted to show that it didn't matter what you looked like. He's, he was still powerful and he was going to get out of this whole mess that he was in. So so that was kind of like where the story started. And uh, it evolved to this, you know, it's a six issue, six chapter book about this kid trying to escape this world, this orphanage, which ends up being a, a group home where it's like a lab. He's trying to get out. And, and the six issue run is whether or not he gets out with his friends or not. And what happens next? So at the end of the first issue, you see what happens to one of his friends, and now it's about can we save him? So yeah, it, it's it's a, it's an action adventure sci-fi urban tale. So when I uh, when I sent this out to the guys, uh, my my artists are in the Philippines. When I sent it out to them, I said, "Give me a favor, do a style that looks it's like a combination between Dragon Ball Z and the Boondocks. Put that together, and then." And then give, to it, give it to me, I and and, it, and I think they yeah. they did they did their thing with it. So yeah. yeah, and I want to follow up with that question: Is like, what was your? Because you have this guy, Professor Morb. Yeah, what was the inspiration for him? Because I let me pull him up real quick because I'm right here. He just he looks badass, dude. You, like you, you mean Doctor Doom with an afro? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Doctor Doom with an afro. Yeah. I didn't want to say it, but you know. <laughs> It's literally yeah. what we got right here, but it's it's that, dude. I'm just right there. That's I mean, that. he keeps that afro afro clean. Yo, clean, Yo, right? So clean. clean. The, the 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 what you call it? The wind from the uh, from the helicopter. Did nothing, nothing to that afro. He's nuts. Yeah, that's picked out strong. That's what that is. That's like, out strong. Before he shows up, like while he's in the helicopter, before everyone sees him, he's just like picking it out, make sure you know. Whole part of that swag and that authority is to look official. That's it. That's it. I don't care what's happening. The pros gotta look nice. nice. Um, but yeah, the, imp- the the inspiration. Obviously, I was a big growing up. I was a big Spider-Man fan. Doctor Doom, you know, and all that. So Doctor Doom is definitely a, a, an influence. But his backstory is he's he was a um, he was a colleague of Russ's mom back mm. in the day, and so he had his face is essentially disfigured and as you read the story you found out how it happened but uh but that's why he wears the mask and but you know he's got the he's got the the dope ass afro so accentuate the features (laughs) (laughs) you gotta work with what you got that's 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 it it. that's it because you wrote this in 1999 how much (laughs) has this story influenced all the other stories you've written so far like now um so I, I, you know, it's funny because they always say, write what you know, right? Mm. And so a lot of the characters in the book at the time were friends of mine from school. And so like the kid with the, with the other Afro, um, he, uh, Backy, I called him Backy. He was, he was, he, he's actually based on one of my closest friends growing up as a kid. His name is Walter. And uh, this kid is loyal to a fault. Like Walter is as loyal as they come. So I, made him, I made Backy almost like an homage to my friend. There, every character has an ID number, right? The 5377 is Russ's ID number in the homes, how they keep track of the kids. 5377, and this is gonna sound very, um, what you call it, um, it, oh, it's all about me, but it's my birthday, it's my date of birth. 
So mm-hmm. five, three, seven, seven. So, <clears throat> so Backy's is six, four, two, seven. It was my friend's date of birth and then mm-hmm. so forth and so on. So even Kino, Kino's another friend of mine from school, his date of birth is the last four digits of his. So the inspiration and, and almost like what I did with those characters and it's almost like what shapes my writing even today, I use real life events or, or people or things in my life. And that's what motivates me or, or helps me shape some of these stories, mm-hmm. right? What you know, and, and every story is different because all of our stories are different. Despite how right. similar we may be, the difference is that we all go through the same things, but differently. And that's the difference in the story. Cause it's very hard to have, you know, uh, oh, that's so original. Well, no, we, we, all, we all kind of like, we all have, similar plights and similar situations we go through is how we react or what we do in those situations that changes the story. It's almost like the multiverse, right? That decision creates mm-hmm. that ultimate, you know, that, 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 that multiverse. <laughs> you just make so, a variant, boy. <laughs> so every story is a variant. That's exactly, exactly. what it is. Yeah, so that's what it is, yeah. So um, so the Seabass 3582 make an appearance or something like that? <laughs> oh, look at you. Yo. <laughs> Damn. That's what's on me. Write this down. Watch the letter go. <laughs> no one out there. Come on. I, I just don't want to get sued like Todd did. <laughs> I don't want to get sued. But um, um, I don't. I don't want to get too much into Wonder Duck because Wonder Duck is your other property that you did, and we covered yeah. that in the Creator Series. Which again, yeah. guys. Make sure you're subscribing to the channel because on the 3rd of September, the Creative Series interview, which George Medina finally drops after how many times that we had to read yeah, and oh. Skype. But I do yeah. want to showcase, again, the art. But um, again, um, with now Russ being on Webtoons and now, um, you know, getting to know the format, open it up there, open it up to a new crowd. Are we going to see an expansion of the universe of Rush, or are we going to see more of your uh, works transition over to webtoons as well? So, so Wonder Duck is being published by Dive Fire Press right now, and if you guys know J.M. DeSantis, great dude, yeah. he is. Uh, yeah, he's the owner of um, of the company Dark Fire Press. He's actually my publisher on the book. So, right now, because he is publishing it, I think it's probably going to be a conflict of interest to put it on another on another platform right now. Mm-hmm. So this, so Wonder Duck probably won't make it on Webtoons as of right now. I mean, that, that, that could change. But as of right now, no. Um, you can obviously get the book either on my website, getyourmeds.com, or on darkfirepress.com. We currently have it on, you know, it's on Amazon.com, BarnesandNobles.com. So JM has been doing his thing. It's on Comixology. So if you are if you want the digital version, it is on Comixology. You can get it there. And it's, it's an 88-page graphic novel. So it's all four chapters of the book in one in, in, in one sitting. So yeah, so for, for as of right now, no, but you know, we, I don't know, we, we don't know. Next year I have plans for to bring back the second part of this book. So that's gonna be happening, uh, you know, and I'll make announcements as, as, as it goes along. But yeah, I'm, I'm planning a, fr- a crowdfunding campaign next year for the fifth chapter of the book. So look out for that. Well, guys, oh. that's Rush five three seven seven. Make sure you're checking it out on YouTube on um Webtoons. <laughs> Follow, subscribe to it on Webtoons. Let's give George the push so that Webtoons recognizes who George the Dreamer Medina is, so that this way we can get this turned into an animation that's picked up by Crunchyroll, which is now owned by Funimation or Netflix. So again, we want to get this made into a series. But now the next segment we're going <clears> to <throat> get to. So I'm going to take yes. a small break to show you guys something. You ready? Mm. 
So now it's our next segment because again we got to talk. We 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 jumped on there, guys. We got to talk to George about <laughs> Russ five three seven seven. Now I'm just so happy. Yo, we're all going to and, 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 and the matrix, and, man. <laughs> <laughs> bro. I'm, I'm just glad I, I didn't come after that because that. Was, <laughs> no, what? I gotta follow you, man. Even... This is gonna be hard. Come on. <laughs> but um, I mean, again, it, it it it's just funny. It's just wonderful to have you both on here because, again, I. Us here at Nurse, the group, we thank you guys because um, one is this: you guys are actually the first two people that we interviewed when we when we started going on remote, and then it sucked because those audios were really good, but Skype didn't want it, want anyone to hear them. But to have you both on the show talking about projects that you just recently launched, which George the mm-hmm. webtoons. So guys, if you missed that, make sure you check out George's webtoons on five three or Rust five three seven seven. But now we have Eric Hutch, the CEO, the founder of Inbeyond, the creator of Crimson Huntress, the voice behind Shane. Keith Shanks from the Medusa's Cascade. Um, again, we want Eric to, we're going to give the mic to Eric to talk about what's coming up this weekend, the 20th to 29th, because this is now the Inbeyond Con pre-show, which you'll see all of us there. So Eric, the mic is all yours. Tell us um, how Inbeyond Con, three of it, wow. do your thing. Boom, no pressure. Boom, 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 no pressure. Hey, yeah, cool. Put me on a spotlight there, man. Oh, you, wait, wait, you, you want the spotlight? Spot? You <laughs> I'm so messy. I don't even know what to say right now. Um, I mean, for the most part, you, you guys know me long enough to know what I'm about, who I am as a person, who I'm as, you know, uh, trying to create this whole Inbeyond experience. You know what I mean? Um, I think George is a great person because he he represents everything that we've ever tried to do. When I used to have conversations with him and JM and a lot of the people that were in the indie creator scene, um, we all were running into the same issues. They basically was was two or three paths you could choose, right? One, you try and make it as a specific artist or writer, bang out some fan art, make your table back, you know what I mean, every show. And that that was it's a success, you know what I mean? There's lots of people out there to do it and you know. They, they pay their bills, you know what I'm saying? That, that, that's what they're about, that's what they do at the end of the day. When you choose to go the indie creator route, where you're gonna make your own project, where you're not just gonna do another version of this character or that character that's already out there, you don't have a lot of choices. You're basically gonna do it yourself until you die, sort of that 50 cent mentality, you know what I mean? Where it's like, if you get shot up, like, like put it in a wrap, you know what I mean? Like for the most part, it's just like, you, you're going to do something and go for it with all your gumption, all of your know-how, everything you got and leave it on the table, or you're going to get harvested. And the harvesting component is somebody kind of weaseling you out of your creation. And that happens. It happens more often than not. So my whole thing was, you know, we were going to create a show that was going to be for artists, for creators, um, not only to, you know, promote and, and market them and get them out there and that kind of stuff, but also to be uh, sort of a, I mean, for, for, you know, lack of a better term, a support group. You know what I mean? I think, you know, I was talking to um, uh, Sebastian Jones yesterday and we were talking about how independent creators are basically say this. Like, we, we have this, this thing where it's like, we're willing to just go to the ends of earth for our craft and you don't necessarily always see the reward, uh, especially in the short term. Sometimes it takes you a long time. Sometimes you never get out of it, but it becomes an outlet. 
So my main thing is that because each of us is learning different techniques, you know, somebody might learn a little trick on Instagram before they change the algorithm on them. You know, somebody might learn, okay, well, here's how I promote on, on TikTok. You know, you want to feel old, go to TikTok. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a, it, it always is a new world out there. There's always a new place, a new platform, a new way to do it. Uh, all kind of techniques with art and writing, you know what I mean? All kind of tools that are out there as far as doing it. And if we can share those things with one another, not only do we improve our craft as a whole, but we also have that opportunity to, you know, find things that inspire us from other people that are struggling just like we are. You know what I mean? The idea is ultimately that if we get enough of those pieces together, the individual parts, we somebody's going to make it out. Somebody's going to figure out the combination and have enough escape velocity, like George was saying, to get on the Netflix or to get on the, to Amazon. Um, you know, I, I know I know people right now that are doing HBO deals and trying to make that work. And it's it's challenging because there's a whole nother side that you have to learn when you do succeed, you know, that can easily happen and, and fall back on you like a double edged sword. But we don't want to do things in fear. And my only way to, to help people kind of mitigate that fear of doing this and being out on their own uh, is education. You know what I mean? We got to educate one another. We got to keep each other in the loop. Um, there's a lot of assholes out there. Take it for what it's worth. George has seen them. George has seen a lot of them. <laughs> oh, oh, I have. Oh, I yeah. have. I've, I've been in this long enough to see the good guys turn to assholes. The assholes yeah. turn back to good guys. Like, it's it's, yeah, it's yeah, crazy. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Cycle. Yeah. It's a multiverse out there. So yeah. I think I think the major thing, the major, and I, and I, I pull, I, I remember, damn, when was this? It was like New York Comic Con. I want to say, I want to say like 2002. Uh, maybe, maybe it was, maybe it was later. Maybe it was like 2011. But anyway, um, I remember pulling George on the side and I said, I want you to look at who's here. Mm-hmm. I said, pay attention to him. Mm-hmm. I remember right? this. And I was like, Five years from now, half of these people is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Five years after that, you'll be lucky if anybody's here. And I said, you got to decide which end of the table are you on? You know what I mean? Are you going to be the person that's going to be here no matter what it takes? Or are you just going to give up on it, put shit on the side, figure you're going to do something else? Hmm. Because the tenacity that's required to be on your own is incredible. Yeah, I learned it the hard way. I had mm-hmm. so many people scam me, uh, take my artwork, steal it, uh, not give me credit on stuff. I've been in I've been in rock magazines, <laughs> world <laughs> worldwide distribution with no mention of me. Damn. Rock band is like, yo, they're like, oh, this <clears throat> artwork is crazy. This animated music video is crazy. They were like, nobody thought to ask who did it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, so yeah. this kind of stuff happens, not being paid for work, not, you know what I mean? And all these kind of things. My main uh, concern was always, how do I stop that? How do, how do we nip that in the bud? Having artists value themselves, having writers value themselves, having artists and writers learn how to talk to one another without cutting the heads off, you know what I mean? Because yeah. right. that becomes a really crazy thing. So that communication piece between one another. So all in all, you know, Beyond is, is not just a place to, you know, find people that are going through the same kind of struggles and, and helping each other out, educating each other on things. But it's a place where we can just chill and have fun, like without the stress, 
You know what I mean? Like there's so much stress out there. I mean, anybody who's done shows on a big scale, we we did shows where literally we had double booths, you know, those those like big mega booths. And we started off like Artist Alley, one little table, you know what I mean? Then our booth got a little bigger. We had two Artist Alley tables and it was like a little bigger, you know what I mean? And it kept building. But by the time we were doing, you know, mega booths and all of that kind of stuff, like you could tell the difference in the stress level, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, now it's more expensive. Now we gotta make the table back. How are we gonna make the table back? You know what I mean? Like the 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 concepts about money and business and those things start to override the creative side. And there's always that balance that you're playing with each thing. So just to have a show where everybody just is relaxed and can share information and be like, yo, I like what you're doing. You know what I mean? That inspires me. Now that I heard your story, now I know either things to look out for or I know how I can do what I'm doing better. And that's it. That's yeah, it. That's, that's <laughs> the, the one below me, you got to feature her art. She's a dope <laughs> artist. Yeah, well, I'm, really, I'm really pleased to meet you because Sebastian's been talking about you. Thank she, you. And all the stuff you're doing. So I, I can't wait to, to see you. Sebas has more faith in me than I do in myself. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the art you like. You see what I'm talking about? But you, need, right there. But, but you need people like Sebastian, though. You need people like, you need people like me. I, know, I, I mean, I've known him for so long, and he's always been the like the battery in my back. And I am, yeah. I, I get so, whatever. I, I lack a lot of the inspiration, motivation, yeah. and then I don't have the creativity he has. Like he, he has a different level of creativity that I don't, I lack. Where I'm more of where it, it, I need to be visually inspired. I need to see something mm -hmm. I'm not able to create it on my own, no, and. That's where I struggle. That. And it and it's yeah. and it's like and he's like, but you don't need to struggle. You can just try it, just do it. And he's <laughs> always been that battery. And I just I'm stubborn and 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 <laughs> I allow myself to get distracted with life. And it, it's just yeah, and it's one of the things that he's always been my, a very a bird in my ear. <laughs> the most visually stunning thing I want to see people draw is Tony's D D character Galahad with his name. <laughs> I want to try that. You got to send me that guy. Yeah, I got to see uh, these characters, man. All right, I'll, I'll, send yeah. it over. I'll send it over in the green room. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's, um, that's, that's literally the type of, you know, that's literally the type of stuff that we go through, you know what I yeah. mean? Where every, everything is is almost daunting for like what we want to be able to accomplish. But yeah. I can tell you, you need, you need the cheerleaders. You need the people that care. You know yeah, what I mean? I, and, it's the biggest thing. I think the the confidence in myself is not really... Yeah. Always there. So same, same. You'd be surprised. Like, I mean, I, I died on Crimson Huntress when you know I had my first like reviews. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had people that absolutely loved the series, and then I had somebody tell me the most horrible things that you could imagine. Dude, and, that, that's the reason why oh. I stopped. I stopped drawing Russ. I stopped drawing Russ because somebody yeah. said my art was garish and gaudy and gaudy. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Oh, so, I, wow. So, you know, so I pivoted, though. I was like, all right, cool. I'm not going to draw it, but I'm still going to write this shit. And it's coming out. You know yeah. what I mean? That, that was it. Yeah. Like, okay, fine. I, I'm yeah. going to pivot. I'm, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that to the chin. You're good. All right, you got that. But I'm going to finish this book. And I think yeah. that that's part of, like, that mentality you got to have. Like, yo, you just, just keep going. Yeah. Do do something. Do something else. They, they don't like that piece. Do another piece and make it better. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's easier said than done, I guess. Sometimes. I, I think <laughs> as, you get old, as you get older, you start to actually realize you're not doing it for them. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's, too. that's the switch you haven't necessarily had yet. A lot of artists don't get that until much later. But 
you're going to get that switch and you realize that you're doing this for you. You only got so much time on the earth and you don't know when that's going to be up. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, get it done. Yeah. I, um, I was listening to something. I don't know. I might have, I don't know if it was a video. I don't know where I saw this video or something like that, but they were talking about like, just imagine on your deathbed, right? That you're surrounded by all of these figures and each one of these figures represents the dreams that you had, the, the, the books you didn't put out, the pieces of artwork that you didn't do, that you wanted to do, but you didn't. And they all surrounding your bed at the end of it. <laughs> and they can't move on because now you're gone. And they like, we came to you. <laughs> we, we, we told you like we wanted to exist. You could have brought us to life. <laughs> you know what that's, I mean? That's crazy. So I don't want none of them things yeah. out there. I, when, I, when I'm going, that's it. I don't want none of them around. <laughs> They yeah. all gonna be living. They all gonna be living their own life. You're just out there. You know what I mean? Just pieces, just existing. You know what I'm saying? That's so, all. Yeah, yeah. so I want to give a shout out because the nerds team, Tony Law, we're all gonna be hosting some great panels yes. this weekend. Over 30 panels that um that's been put together. Um, Tony's gonna be hosting the podcast panel and the marketing panel, which again we are all excited for that. Law's gonna be hosting with the Twitch channel. Um, you're also hosting the music, music panel, panel too. So we, uh, there's a lot of great stuff. That's maybe the D and D one. I think I don't remember. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot this year for real. But I want you to go in on this, such because you have more details on this. Is it coming up? There we go. <laughs> the VIP crate for those who Yo, are interested. Well, we did something different. So last year was the first virtual con we did for 2020. Obviously, everything was on lockdown. Uh, we were doing all of our events out in New York um, with, you know, with the pandemic and everything. We had to kind of make a decision if we were just going to keep the the, the vibe going. Uh, in Beyond Con 2020, uh, we noticed across the board we had about a 10,000 organic reach on social media and traffic to the site and that kind of stuff, which was uh, four times the amount of what we were getting in a physical show. So you know, we were like, okay, well, maybe we can just kind of keep this going and keep everything alive until everything, you know, sort of returns to normal and opens back up. And what we did with this year is that we did everything basically for free. There's no no cost for anything. So you can exhibit for free and we will shout you out. We'll put you on the site. Uh, you can uh, get tickets to the event totally free. You just register on the site and we send you all the links to things and that kind of stuff. But we did want to give some kind of option where we can kind of keep this going and have some kind of fundamental revenue behind it. And we decided to do these VIP packages. So um, I reached out to, to some of my friends and some of the, the people that I've you know, been inspired by pretty much through my whole career uh, with this. And we were able to get uh, artists like Edwin Hung uh, to create uh, digital art for us, prints, uh, that we can give to our VIP guests. We put the VIP digital package at $9.99. Uh, you can actually get a physical Inbeyond crate uh, that's going to have over $100 uh, worth of prints. It'll probably be more than that, but you know what I mean? We just want to throw out a basic number uh, for $29. And those people that want to be able to, to not only connect with the show and get the knowledge, but also want to support um, uh, the revenue share happens between all of the creators. Uh, the people that have uh, affiliate codes and that kind of stuff, like get nerdy with it uh, <laughs> and that kind of stuff uh, is, is mainly ways to support all the creators that are supporting us. 
So we are uh, a con not only for creators, by creators, but one that also shares its revenue with all of the creators that support us. So by supporting and beyond kind, you're supporting all of them. And, you know, we just keep it rolling. It's been like what, eight years for the show. Yeah. Oh, something else that's pretty cool. It's not in that graphic, but, um, but we, as I said, I, I was talking to Sebastian Jones the other day and uh, he's doing a Kickstarter that coincides with in beyond cons first day. So on Saturday, uh, he's actually going to be launching a Kickstarter for uh, Niobe. And I, it's if you haven't seen the series, everybody who gets a VIP package is also going to get Niobe. She is death and Niobe. She is life. Number one issues digitally. Um, nice. We're working on getting the uh, physical ones for the people that upgrade to the, the VIP max, which is the physical and beyond crate. Uh, but the the parallels with the Kickstarter is going to be hyped. So we're going to be hyping him out. Um, through the show and and uh, hiking out Stranger Comics, which is really one of the most, uh, you know, out, out of the group of people that we know, some of the most advanced uh, independent creations that we've seen. You see JM up there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sam. I mean, this is the crew. This is, this is everybody <clears throat> who, like I said, has the tenacity to ride through all of the storms and, you know, come out the other side. And then, like I said, panels, we're going to be working this year, guys. Um, and I think it's it's and again this was beautiful image right here because again it captures community and everything. And yeah, and, and to say that the people that are actually in there is I think about a third yeah. of the. <laughs> I mean, I had to pick and choose which ones went in, so it was kind of hard. But I mean, we got so many people um, supporting the the panels themselves. I think are triple what they were last year. All of the two thousand. Panels are available as well, right on the site. So you can navigate between them right from the top. So if you go to panels, you'll see the 2000 uh, ones. And you can watch all of the past 2020? ones. 2020? Yeah, all the 2020. You said 2000 twice? And Bruh. I was like, well, we go that far back? The first, the uh, Imbion, the company was made in 2011. Um, and the first Imbion Con was 2014. And it was an artist uh, focused show that had, I think we had 17 artists and it was in a art gallery, which I, I absolutely love that show. That show was <laughs> was my heart for real. And- the um, only show that I've ever missed. Yeah, and that's the only, you've been to every other show. But um, but yeah, for the most part, it's, it's it's been an amazing journey. You know what I mean? And I, I get to look back and just see, you know, this, this, uh, this story arc, you know, of like where we started to where we are now. Yo, we have an actual cash prize nice. for the cosplay contest winners. Uh, they're going to be in a $100 gift card from either Amazon or Apple, their choice. And uh, we made the registration process simple uh, it, to separate cosplay, because there's a lot of ways people go with cosplay to kind of let you know what we're focused on, really focus on the craftsmanship of it. Uh, you know, being in the entertainment industry and having met like prop masters and costume designers and this kind of stuff. I realized that a lot of what people do in cosplay can lead to real jobs. So, you know, if we kind of focus on that craftsmanship and, and that uh, creativity uh, for them being able to kind of get into that next level or get into those opportunities, it's a matter of time. Mandalorian looks so cute. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> the kids' ones is adorable. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was Faith from last year. Um, phenomenal job. They they even uh, what was it? Faith's mom sent like the whole thing of how they built it too, which was really wow. Dope. Yeah, um, that's dope. I think yeah. this is new this year. The D and D section. Yeah, the D and D section. We're we're building it right now. We're going to be reaching out to uh, a couple of sponsors, hopefully before the show starts. And uh, we really wanted to to feature like the uh, DMs, right? So the DMs is who makes all of these stories for us, you know, as as a player and uh, a family DM. Now I just started my own uh, family campaign with my kids and my wife. Um, <laughs> It's for the most part, it's it's a really fun process. Uh, it's a really creative process, and I think D and D is a great tool to learn how to do character-based writing, learn how to do world building, and a lot of other stuff. So I I just think it's it's amazing. It's very different from I'm a I'm a video gamer as well. So I just noticed that there's a huge difference between video games and D and D, and having that acting, role playing, character development. Uh, world building component is, is absolutely incredible. And it's something yeah. that really you can only experience through something like that. Absolutely. Yes. And that is this Saturday. Everyone can see that it's Imbion Con um, 2021, August 28th, 29th. You'll see George Medina with um, everyone. Saturday is all day. All day. All day. All day. All Yo, day. that's something else that comes with the VIP, y'all. There's an after con. And oh, so yeah. Imbion Con after, after dark. I don't know if we're that mature, but <laughs> I don't think we're that mature. I mean, yo, if y'all listen to the D and D, y'all know we not mature. We not even with it. It's it went all off the deep end, but I think we, I think we made a medieval bidet. <laughs> oh, don't get <laughs> stop. <laughs> we won't say how. <laughs> you're yeah, giving away way too much. You're giving away too much. This is a podcast. Medieval bidet, and right. you know. You know, okay. it's a it's it's every Saturday the Medusa's Cascade podcast, it, and again, like how you said it, it's it's been great. Um, it's been. Uh, because again, they have fun with um, Law, Tony, Hutch. I know um, everyone's tired of seeing my face because everyone's seeing it all over the internet. But you know, no, we're it's having fun with all that. Um, we're having fun with it and, and no i think it was a really great thing it was really great therapeutic through the the pandemic it was really bonding um and also to um it was a great create it's a great creative tool so it's like when you have that cre- when you're in that creative desert it kind of forces you to tap into stuff and i gotta say this is that when tone came out with galahad's uh backstory i think that was the most creative backstory that Yo. was dropped on us i was like dude I was I was gonna say that that well, but that's when I, creative. I mean, when I first just, uh, it was just a written, you know, it was just writing. <laughs> when I first met Tone, they were trying to make a writer out of you. Did they succeed or what? Uh, we're gonna make I'm, a writer of him. It's gonna no, happen. I'm, I'm in He's full blown. So I'm in full blown corporal life right now. That's so. <laughs> <laughs> a great chef's kiss, like speeches and like one liners and just like shit that he says to the big bad, and we're all here like, yeah, let's fucking Yo, go. There's gonna be there's gonna be an exclusive line. And Beyond's gonna put it out. It's an exclusive line of D and D quotes from Galahad. Like it's just, <laughs> it's just his quotes. Like that's it. We're not gonna have no graphics. We're not gonna have no artwork on it. It's literally quotes. He said Galahad, and that's it. That's all we're gonna do. Y'all will know when you see it. Arguably, probably one of our most quotable characters from this campaign. <laughs> that's awesome. Next to serious. Next to serious. Absolutely. Shout out to you, Doc. The two holy characters. 
Yeah, the two right. clerics, <laughs> holy people. The cleric and the paladin. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get George and Val in a game. They're gonna be special <laughs> guest characters. That's it. I'm here for it. Oh shoot! I want to witness one before I actually join one, so I have an idea of what I'm getting yeah, into. We we have our game from last year that's up there. Yeah, yeah. That throws okay. you right. That throws you right in the middle of it. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Comic can always make an NPC for it. Thrown into some drama. Yeah, just make trauma. NPC, throw it. So much, so much trauma. Oh, God. So, much, so many it's emotional, fun. so many it's emotional fun. fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> or unemotional fucking people. That's that's the other side. People that just don't give a shit. <laughs> but that's, that, I think that's what's really cool is that you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot a lot about other people because even though we're playing characters you see all of our real life tendencies you know what i mean they mm-hmm. they come out they're on display and that's been the therapeutic component to it because you actually get to see yourself in third person you right. know and that's it's cool. oh, man it's been wild that sounds like fun oh, yeah, I've, I've had so many breakthroughs it's fun <laughs> it's and, and and when shenanigans ensue oh man but, it's fun. Uh, when, it's fun until your therapy becomes an addiction. You know. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. You know, then you need therapy for your therapy, and you know. <laughs> then you can play a separate D and D game. I feel like about that's what I'm doing currently, D&D, and that's that's how it goes. Yeah. Got it. It's a dirty but cycle. But this has been a fun deluxe episode because now we're on our next segment. Because again, um, so for those who are joining us early on, we talked to George about his launch for. <clears throat> Rust 5377 on Webtoons. If you guys don't know what Webtoons is, you can click the link in the description. It'll take you directly to George's Webtoons so you can subscribe to it. Give him the follow so we can get him the likes. Um, we were just talking with Eric Hutch with um, about Inbeyond Con, so he gave us a little history. So we have a little small pre-show for you guys. Um, Inbeyond Con starts at 10 p.m. with the first panel um, by Comic Book School. AM. AM. Sorry. AM. Thank you, Lo. <laughs> That's Taco Tuesday. Bro, it's the Taco it Tuesday. Bro, I, know I, was it like, is. I was like, we late starting now? We late starting. Well, we were, yeah, I was thinking, I'm already at the AfterCon. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, start talking in 24 hour, man. Be like, it starts at 2200. <laughs> I will be starting early at 9.30 a.m. with a little bit of a pre-show again to walk people through to navigate for the show so people can check it out. So I'll be there to help you guys walk through in the morning. Um, again, we want everyone to have fun at the show this year. Connect, network, look at all the great creators that are going to be there. You're seeing some on the panel right now today. But now we're going to jump into the second episode of What If. What Shit. If. I'm going to go get my tissue box. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> show of hands how many of us got a little, little choked up watching this. <laughs> <laughs> The whole bad. We cold, Tom. We cold. I felt things. Like, you felt things. This I felt things. Damn damn damn. I felt things, but there's no physical, you know, representation of feeling for me. I was just like, God damn, yeah, we're not gonna get. He was, that. he was just pissed. Thanos didn't try to destroy the world. Uh, that's, that's basically what it was. I that's mean, all you, know, felt. you know what? I, I'm not, I'm not here for it, but I'm glad. <laughs> and we'll talk about it. But I'm glad my man Thanos still stuck to like, yo, this shit's official. I was don't don't think don't think I just like my plan. He still believe he, he still believed in it. it. He just you know, saw different ways saw to go about it. And well, I, he I, rationalized I, it is freaking crazy. I just I, I love him. He's a he's a thinker. He's like, you know what? Some guy was talking really good, and you know he made sense. Although I think my plan is still fucking rational. Let's get rid of fifty percent of motherfuckers out here. It's efficient. <laughs> it's efficient. 
at random. Somebody said genocide. Somebody said it's genocide. He goes, no, it's random. When the rich and the poor, you know, we're all about eat the rich. Well, motherfucker, have both going down. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, I'm a fan of Stan, as you all know. I am a fan of Stan, but anyway. I mean, except for a simping for death. I don't, I don't, I don't vibe for that. Right, 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 right. I'm not here. For, I'm, not, I'm not putting death on a pedestal. Anyway, yeah. so we are talking about episode two. What if? What if T'Challa was Star Lord? As you know, and when we talk about shows, we go all in. We don't have time for two shows in regards to no spoilers and spoilers. We are going all in. My thing that I like to say was already said that Thanos's plan, while it didn't happen, was efficient. So let's get to it, guys. <laughs> Yes. Yes. You know, in his own mind, on George's face for that. Oh, I'm like a kid in the candy store. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) do it again. Ready? I'm ready. What was that, Val? You was go ahead, Val. You was. I forgot what I. No, oh, yes, it's, it just got savage for me. That's it. We're gonna, yeah, we're just no. gonna call it savage toad. It was like I said my part, and I'm gone. Like, <laughs> but um, I mean we. So we we're putting the notes together for this episode. You coming um, in hot, T-Bass? You coming in hot? I'm coming in hot. Just, but just the first question. There we go. We're going to go <laughs> hot. Like a hot potato. Oh, already knows. He's like, it's about. We were putting it together. Who was the better Star-Lord? Who do you guys think was the better Star-Lord? Let's go. Wow. T'Challa, obviously. Oh, he Listen, this this highlighted how good of a character, person, human being T'Challa is from young to old. This character, the way he reached different people and how we were able to see different aspects of them in this universe um, was was very good. Um, from Thanos to Nebula to to even what Korak, what's his name? The the was the Cree guy that he ends up seeing. Oh, the pursuer, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Korak, yeah. Korak, Korak. Oh, Skylord! Oh, my God. <laughs> love, love, that was, that was, love that guy. Love that guy. The highlight. It was just such a good. (laughs) (laughs) I love him so much. Yes. He had a good time doing that. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, fine. I want to yeah, see. Yeah. I want to see the real of him just behind the scenes, just doing that. Yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. I, I really want to see that. Friend. I gotta release that. <laughs> George, it was probably, uh, it was probably it was, more the okay. fact that it was like, oh shit, I'm talking with Chadwick. <laughs> I'm not doing this Ooh. with random white guy number three. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. It was George, oh. way in, in, George. Oh, yeah, no, that, I mean, he's t- obviously T'Challa, the, be- be- the better, the better Star-Lord, the best Star-Lord, right? He, like, like, like V said, he basically just, look what he did for Thanos, bro. Thanos came in, they're like, what's up, fellas? What's going on? Like, he was just, like, the coolest dude. Like, Korath was my favorite, bro. Korath yes. was yes. just my favorite. Like, do I shoot? Do I use my gun? Like, he's like, hey, we apologizes to him. So the, like, the smile on his face know, when he was knocked out. That right there. So what, <laughs> what I will say though is that while he was the best Star Lord, he did kind of cause the end of that world. Yeah. Because at the very end, yes. who comes in to get his son back? Ego. And now they're mm-hmm. gonna destroy this perfect 
world that right. we have. So while he was the better Star Lord, the consequences were worse mm -hmm. at the yes. end. Yes, because what keeps Peter against Ego in correct it is his family, it's his friends, it's the Guardians. Yeah. Yeah. And if he never finds that, mm -hmm. it doesn't work. Uh, bad business, yeah. Bus boy. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. no mom, with no family, and right. he's just excited to find his dad. You know, right? So exactly. And he'll, do, and he'll do, and he'll do whatever his dad tells him to do. Right, right. So, so it, it, it it opens up a different level of if they can even beat that. There's no, we don't even know. Yeah. You can't beat nepotism. No, I got. I gotta give a political answer. And the only reason why, <laughs> the only reason why is because I, like after watching it, and I thought it was a great send off, you know, uh, for Chadwick, I'm so happy he got to at least do that part of the project. You know, I got to be in the man's presence. So I, you know, I could just tell you like his vibe, his energy was just so amazing. And I mean, the heartbreaking part was when my son told me he was like, what made him say is like, he never get to work with him, you know? and it, you know what I mean? It, it, it tears me up because, you know, I think not only did they they do a great job of just representing um, the character of T'Challa and, and, and showing kind of that, you know, almost more nature than nurture sort of component to his existence. Um, at the end of the day, I think there's in a storyline. So just in storyline, there's a challenge with making somebody too perfect. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's, there's always a challenge with, you know, like somebody's just so good and they're so suave and they, their perception is on max. And you know what I mean? They roll the 20s all day, you know, and it's it's there's it no gets conflict. a little. It, yeah, it gets it gets where the conflict isn't necessarily there. Now, this is a what if series, so I didn't expect anything major. You know, they move very fast. It's just like that one shot comic, you know, that, that they used to have back in the day. So I right. enjoy that that element of it and that speed of, of usage. But what I did like is that they uh, represented him very well. I think why, why Quill, you know, resonates for so many people um, is because in a lot of ways, he's so mediocre. You know what I mean? He connects. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't connect to that level of perfection and, and you know, thing in their life. So as much as I, you know, I, we can say arbitrarily, he's, you know, a better star Lord, you know what I mean? Everybody's fans of his and all this kind of stuff we also lose that kind of, uh, I want to say every, every man-ish characteristic in what Star-Lord actually represents to a lot of people. You know, well, he has all of these powers, all these abilities, and doesn't have that core uh, flawed nature. And then you have T'Challa, which has none of those really accentuated powers but doesn't have the core flaw of nature. So I think that dichotomy was great just to play. I, I can see why they picked that to play against, you know, what we all know as Star Lord. I think to, to follow on, on that point, uh, Hutch, I think part of it too is that when they found Peter, he had just dealt with loss. No doubt. They found no doubt. him in a very vulnerable state. Exactly. So when they took him, it, this was now, hey, we're gonna build you back up and this, yeah. and you're gonna be a thief and you're gonna, exactly. so he, you know what I mean? Like it was a whole different vibe right. when he got taken. Whereas Charles out there playing, he's a, he was just a little kid. He's like, he's oh, a, shoot, a new, a new adventure. And they right. took right. him up there and it's like, yo, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was that kind of thing. So I think that that's where that, 
that dichotomy but, comes from. And also. psychologically, yeah. play off of that with, with just people that experience. Like, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm from the night water New Orleans. You know what I mean? It's it's rough. You know what I mean? Uh, you guys, Bronx, Brooklyn, you know what I mean? Like, you know rough. And yeah. so what happens is, is that when you come from a little bit more of a rougher environment, a little bit more of, you know, where you don't have access to a lot of things, your arc is very interesting. Right, because right. You're either going to go to the floor. Yeah, you're going to gravitate one way or the other, and you got to make your <clears throat> decisions. Hopefully, nature, nurture, whatever, you know, affects you. I had great parents that protected me from my environment, you know what I mean, and helped me to make better choices than a lot of the people I grew up with that aren't. I'm switching here today. my answer. I'm with Hutch. <laughs> so, I'm switching my answer. He's right. That's Star Lord. That's my happen. But like that's having my kids and being in a situation, you know, where I've been an entrepreneur, I understand. I taught myself a lot about investment, and you know, I had people in my life that kind of educated me on the things that I didn't even know anything about. You know, how to make books, how to get these things out there. All all of these kind of th- things have all been educated to me in my older life. But my child comes in, my two kids, I'm teaching them right out the gate, everything I know. You know what I mean? My son was running his own business at three, four years old. You know what I mean? He was coming to the comic cons with me. He was selling prints and books right out. Daddy, daddy said, that's $5. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, make that money. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was selling his toys. Wasn't he selling like little yeah, toys? He had, he had a Lego business. He was selling he had a Lego business. Little figures. He had a Lego business. I gave I him space that. on my table. He started making more money than me. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? But that was that's, that's him little. You know what I mean? So to me, in some ways, you know, I've created a kingdom with my wife. So we've created a kingdom, and my son is the prince. You know what I mean? My daughter is the princess, and if I, I teach go. them everything I know, having them elevate their arc is going to be different because they're going to be on that T'Challa-like level. People are going to expect right. from them greatness because they have no other choice. So when they, their arc is going to be interesting because where they choose to fall, I always tell my wife, is, I'm like, we have to accept their story, whatever it happens to be. I don't know my kid's story. I know what I'm pouring into them, but I don't know their story. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So where they fall, where they flounder, where so they have to pick themselves back up, where all of that stuff happens, they're gonna get their scraps and scrapes and <laughs> scratches, you know what I'm saying? But they're doing it from a level of protection and care that I can provide. You know what I mean? And that's what I see with T'Challa. That's why I think he's an interesting character, very different from Solid. And that's why there's really no better or worse. It's just two very different arcs. It's like two very different characters, even though they related them in the same circumstance. Oh man, I can't ask Tone now. Tone, what is your pick? <laughs> <laughs> Thanos, bitch. Sufficiency. <laughs> yeah, Thanos is the best Star Lord. How about that? Um, I mean, so like off the gate, when I first watched the episode, I figured T'Challa was the better Star Lord. But I think that's just mm-hmm. like we're all kind of touching about this whole where he comes from. He comes right. from Wakanda. He's gotten this level of education and responsibility that that allowed him to be so free in his thinking that we saw in that first episode of even at a young age talking about having a free Wakanda. Because as his father had said, he has not been, he didn't put the road, he didn't get jaded. He hasn't right. been jaded by the outside world where T'Chaka has been and his and, and his predecessor, sore, so more optimistic. Yeah. So when he got picked up, he, you know, kind of heard the ways, and Yandu was very up about it about because already at that point, 
Yandu didn't make the, didn't have to worry about making the decision of taking this kid to ego. Like either it's just I fucked up, I got the wrong kid, but there's yeah, no yeah, thought yeah. of like this kid's gonna get eaten or killed by ego. Like I'm just gonna adopt him as my son automatically. Right. So there isn't and and seeing how T'Challa is when he first gets out, he's like, Oh, you're not scared? He's like, No, I'm I'm excited. This is an adventure. Yeah. I want to see the world. And he's like, All right, cool. And then we see that show you the universe. That, show you the universe and through his influence yeah. and through that was a good line too. Um yeah. he was able to put that on the Ravagers. So that whole yeah. time that no matter no matter what T'Challa was gonna be, and this one thing I do love about this show is that we put these characters in different situations, but the core of who they are stays the same. Yes. Peggy, Peggy, Peggy Carter is the same person whether she's got the super soldier right. serum or not. Right. Child exactly. is the same person whether he's got Black Panther or he's Star Lord. Right. And we see that. We see him as a leader. And even though yeah. he is the heart of the crew, he is like the leader of the crew. And Yandu is just like the quote unquote leader on Godfather. paper to make yeah. to make sure like you know official shit is taken care of for the right. for the ravagers. But it's really fucking T'Challa. Like <laughs> you know, like the we're in the room where it happens is T'Challa and Yandu, but like it's T'Challa. So right. um, yeah. He's so just we're... lucky to be in the room. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and I think with uh with Peter Quill, Peter Quill had a lot of had a lot of unfortunate, a lot of learning to go through, and a lot of trauma in his life with losing yeah. his mother, running away from his mother when his mother reached out to him, um, and all this other stuff that he went through and and losing. It still doesn't excuse what he did in Infinity War. Like I understand that laws on a different page. It does not excuse <laughs> for him to lose his shit and punch the man in the face. Could have waited thirty seconds, man. But anyway, no, uh, should, but, should identify wait, with this character more than you... anybody else. What, you can't what? identify with Star. <laughs> I okay, wait, wait, wait. Are you guys angry about that? No, I, I can I, identify. I know a lot of people who are angry and uh, upset. I can oh, identify Star with Star-Lord, but I'm okay. like, yo, there's a plan. The plan supersides your emotions. Calm your shit. Says Finish the man the with no emotions. <laughs> exactly. The plan goes first. And then whatever emotions that you feel can happen after the plan. And this is why it would have been over. Is the best like, that's why he's the best solo. Like, and look, and look, I'm sure in one of Doctor Strange's three million plus ways of seeing the end of the world, that is what happened. They followed the plan and the world still ended. So cool. He got he survived and had his emotions protected by plot armor. Whatever, no. I'm here for it. There was one wow. said in every other version, so, but no, there was I, no version I, where Solo did not mess that up. That's the so, problem. So, That's the problem. There wasn't none when he kept his cool. There was I, none. I think um, you know, they, they did it right. I think they did it right. You, you know, I, I I like what they did, and this was the perfect character to have Star Lord to be the polar opposite of who Peter Quill was because there's yeah. no one else. That can be on that other side of the coin. This is a good what if issue. I mean, episode. Yeah, because yeah. 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 they completely, yeah. they completely issue, changed right? it. Yeah, I mean, I when I read these, I I was telling my friend last week, so I didn't speak to you guys, but um, I used to read the books back in the nineties, obviously. Mm -hmm. But oh, yeah. a couple of my oh. friends who didn't follow the comic books, that they're just movie Marvel fans, or shows, and called me right after Peggy and him, and he's like, I don't understand. How is this going to? And what about this? And asking, I was like, What are you doing? 
What are you like, doing? This is not Wanda. This is Ooh, not Wanda. Man. This is not Loki. You're overthinking. This is what if. Like, intro, he even says, like, I'm just gonna take you through this journey of all these different stories. <laughs> You're like, like, no, this this is really nah, happening. They, this they is, press right. skip, they press skip on the intro. So does this mean that Howard started the Iron Man things before? And then does this take out my and I'm like, why? What are you thinking of? to do with anything you know it's funny like, that's like the opposite of the tinfoil because every other thing <laughs> we're tinfoiling we're like this means this this right means this. right, this right. This means nothing. the grass is just 90 degrees to the <laughs> degrees. It means therefore vision showing up that's this it. is the one Here, thing that you like, don't have to do that it's, it's just yeah. given to us you take it for what it is that's and it. i told him this like three months ago when he was like oh i can't <laughs> wait till this comes out i can't wait and i'm like don't get too excited because this is not going to be tied to anything he's like but they did it right after loki that means it's all can that means it's all i'm like no stop Stop like, right now, me. please. I'm gonna need you well, to take is, several seats. It is it is canon. It's just that's a it. peek into what right. can happen. There's no. gonna be thousands of different realities, and we may not even see any of these stories ever again. Yeah. Do not overthink it. I got and a then, weird question. Do you think there's like a major difference between people that read comics before yes. and then people that are only coming in on the movies Absolutely. and TV shows. Yeah, it's so. a big yeah. difference. Yeah, there's right? a big okay, difference. It's, not just Fantastic. it's nothing against people who don't read comics, but it's, I think you could tell a big difference. But no, it's just, it just is a different. I didn't say it was bad. No, I know. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in right now because <laughs> of, we, we kept them, yeah, kept them solid. Yeah. We kept them silent for a long time. He has to weigh in. He's been waiting. No, no, no. Go ahead, love. Oh, wow. Go ahead, love. Wow. Listen. It tones it. I'm just asking. All it is. I love you. Is literally <laughs> they took two very different characters with two very different upbringings and said, this is what happens when nurture and love and all the things that are supposed to go into a person still gets thrown into a bad situation and comes up top. Mm-hmm. This is when a person who didn't get all that nothing but trauma and keeps piggybacking off of trauma becomes that version that everyone seems to hate because that's all he knows that's all so everyone's going he's a better star lord of course he is that's the point of this whole <laughs> show was to be like he's a better star lord but you're, you're also thinking of it in terms of like he's a better batman star lord isn't a title like it's it's a it's a thing like right, I, right. It, it makes no sense to be like He's a he's a better whatever you want a comparison to Peter Quill because of the situations that he's put in, right. because of the circumstances that led him there. Yeah. Right. Case in point. Yeah. It was well done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely well. well done. And I think it was like a really good like depiction of like uh like, like Hutch touched upon, how, how VMAC touched upon, like how everyone's pretty much touched upon uh shy of tone. Um <laughs> has been has been essentially like he's he's come from a certain level of comfort, safety, um and just had the tools that allowed him to be this Star Lord that everyone loves and admires and you know inspires to be and inspires to be. Um where on the flip side we have Quill who was literally just like a lost kid. And, and it lost kid yeah. in every and this he never kid, grew up. This kid <laughs> never grew up. Yeah, on the on the like 
immediate, immediate jump got dealt the shittiest hand. Your mm-hmm. father is ego. <laughs> let's let's just put it out there. Your father is ego. And then, as we found out in Guardians 2, what does ego do? He's the one that gave your mom cancer. You like mm. killed her. Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, there's some trauma. There's some stuff that's gonna go on. <laughs> and no trauma. one gave him the doesn't tools. Nobody deal with gave loss him well. Tools. He doesn't deal with loss well. In fact, yeah. and it's just a been a con- I think his first real we see his first real touch and family in Guardians and, and, in, and in Guardians too. So for for the history for him, between him and what T'Challa was able to do with, with the Ravages, it was just a different take and it was it was just done well. Quill and we love is, it. Quill is trauma and survival mode mm-hmm. where T'Challa is like... Expansion and just right. no fear. Like, like open-mindedness. It's wonder. It's open, it's, yeah. yeah. And and I think like Tom was saying, like he, oh, somebody like no jadedness, you know what I mean? Like the jadedness that he had from his uh, from you know how his father is is, is completely different. So yeah, mm. I think yeah, I think with all that stuff, you got you, you have how people decide to live their life once they already have their baggage. You know what I mean? Well, like, we, we got a question from my favorite Star Lord right now. David Morgan, <laughs> what if the mustache was sentient? <laughs> I love you, Tone. Mustache bros for life. Oh, <laughs> we love you, Dave. <laughs> but that gives me a nice little segue into how did everyone feel about the collector in this? Um, I already know how Tone felt about the collector, but how did everyone else feel? And um, yo, is Tone like the polar yeah. opposite one today? Is Tone well, like I'm gonna? I'm gonna mistake somewhere. Like, did you not there. like it? No, I hate it. I hated it. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Let's all go first. Let's yeah, yeah, go first. Really Tell me how you really feel. Tell me how you Did you hate it, though? Did you hate it? Or? <laughs> I love it. I love it. You just it. not like it a little bit. Tell me how you really feel. Like, okay, you know what? And I think it has to do with the fact of how we saw the collector uh, in the movies <laughs> and how Benicio de Toro tends to play these really weird eccentric characters mm-hmm. that are not on screen for long enough. You know, case mm-hmm. in point, this and Star Wars. The fuck you mm-hmm. doing? <laughs> um, so, and I think the that's kind of wasn't bad though. I mean, never mind. I, ahead, and, and, I, and I think like making him out to be like this fucking kingpin gangster of nowhere. And I was just like, I don't, I didn't see it. Like, like, why is he so brolic? Why is he Yo, so cocky? What is do this? You even live, bro. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> like, if he was like a shadow broker type of underworld gang leader, right? <laughs> and he's collecting all this type of shit. I, I'm here for it. But when he came out with the fur and the chest out, and, <laughs> and I'm like, nah, bro, what is this? I wasn't here. Here's for the it. thing. Here's the thing. If you don't have Thanos, who's a more superpower in the galaxy who's like the big bully or or Ronin that went under Thanos like you don't have these people so who else would come up top who has that reach or power wouldn't the collector be something naturally fall into that place no I think I I think think he agrees with that I agree I agree with the fact that the vacuum being filled by the collector makes sense but to turn him into a Thanos physical character uh, into like a like a Thanos kingpin type of character, right. which I thought was a miss when he should yeah. have been like a underworld. That's interesting. Like that's, that's an interesting. Because 
because he's still collecting. He's still de dealing. He's still doing his thing. Right. So he, he had time to stop collecting but, yeah. to just lift. Now he's lifting. He's in took a lot of creatine. Two forty-five down in the creatine. Right. Just every day. Every day. You're not mad about the collector being that big guy. You're just mad that he's brolic. I'm mad about how they portray him to be like this really super strong character when I would have preferred him to be like a really calculated slimy type of dude who's controlling all the strings in the back end. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. what I, I didn't. I, so wouldn't I think... that be too close to the actual collector? Isn't this intended to be a different take? Uh -huh. mm. <laughs> I guess. Where's I mean, I hear you. It's his, it's his variant. <laughs> it's his variant. I'm not changing my like, mind. I mean, we, we got a variant Gator Loki. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, you know. I mean, this collector is collecting protein shakes. We know that. Uh, <laughs> like, shout out to I said, like I said, like, the, like on paper, him right. filling up the vacuum makes sense. I just didn't care for like the the take the of how he got there. Yeah. George, okay. we got yeah, attacking no. George with this one. Yeah, you know what, Tone? I was a little confused by how big the dude was. And I was going to ask you guys, like, is there a storyline well, like the collector becomes like this big, and I almost hey, like, you didn't you didn't check that episode. Yeah, I almost the whole I, episode. I, I'm telling you, yo, I I almost sound like Beast Friend, yo, <laughs> with the collector. So, so I, I agree with Tone. I, I don't know what, so but he I took think the that, horny goat weed and everything, like he just maxed <laughs> it, right? But now I'm thinking that the reason for that is because in that final scene where where he's fighting T'Challa and he's got. He's got, I guess they figured he's got to look menacing. Otherwise, this guy's just going to kick his ass. So we have right. to do something That's, to make yeah. him look menacing. They didn't have the, the character development required. He had a legendary power-up. What are you talking about? <laughs> he, he had, had a blank. cape. It was like a fucking Zelda workshop. Yeah. Still, Here, don't go alone. Take talk. this. Talk. Breathe. Breathe. Talk. Breathe. I agree. I agree. He had every <laughs> But he's not gonna take that out, and that's for money. That's he's a collector. Why? No, 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 where he collects and sells. He's the type of collector where he sees what you have and he takes it and adds it. There is no transaction here. So wait, wait, wait. Is he is he that kid that takes your Pokemon card and doesn't give you an even trade? Yes, like I did yeah. a kid for a Charizard. I gave the motherfucker stickers. Yeah. I've lived that part. Wow. You wow. For Charizard? wow. I gave him, I was, that I was poor like kid, eight. you're the worst. So, no. oh, that's already had his villain arc. <laughs> Listen. No, what I did in Roger. junior high school, I would take my Marvel cards to school, but I would only bring the doubles to trade to cards yeah, yeah, that I didn't yeah, yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, oh, so that, that, smart. That, but that only works smart. when you're a bigger dude. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, see, I that, that, that tactic only works when you're bigger than the person but you're doing it. Exactly. The items That's are an artificial do. penis. What are you talking about? <laughs> what? 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 T'Challa has no superpowers. Uh, he's a fucking human who's like charismatic. Uh, he's got twenties in all his stats except for like wow. Like come oh, on, no, no. he's got maxed out. No, but he's, he's still smart. Out. He's still a. He still has agility. Uh, he still. I, he didn't no, have any super saying. strength. That's what I'm uh, saying. He's, listen, I, I, I think the, the funny thing is, is that I agree with Tom, but he's like ready. Like if we weren't no, behind the screen, this guy. I, yeah, we've, never, we've never been this polar opposite. It's usually like we're all just on cloud nine, like, oh, this shit's yeah, amazing. I love it. I love it. Yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> I, I think I, I was I was confused by 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 the way he looked, but um, 
But yeah, other than that, it didn't bother me as much as bothered Tone. No, Tone brings up an even better point because I don't know if anybody, I haven't heard this on anything, but wouldn't he have not received the power of the purple herb yeah, he did. by the time he, he was born? So, so he's completely human. human. Yeah. He's not he half celestial. Yeah, like, he's not, like he's Peter. not Peter's half celestial. Solid, right. straight he, human. All he has, yeah, it's, it's just straight so, yeah. human intellect. I, yeah. Yeah, I think that was just for the what if rush, rushed, you know, like we can't don't yeah. have time to develop this character. Let's just make him physically menacing and get it. Right. So right. I, I can see what Tony is talking about. Right. Yeah. Not not as animate about it because I know he's he's anti-swole on anybody except <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm, not what it is? I'm just except saying for Galahad, right? Oh, oh, for Galahad. Galahad. I'm, just, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that the collector Shots coming out, coming out. Coming out. Coming out looking like he belongs in the fucking uh he he's he's about to fight Batman like I'm not here for it like I just don't, no I, I, I don't mind just it. Wrong with that. Hashtag no soul collector. Let's get no, it out there. No. He's, got, he's got all his <laughs> items. He got all his power ups. He's got a, he's got a two to three of them and he's got the whole fucking box. You know? Yo, how did he get the headdress? Like I want to know that story. Yeah, dude. I want to get know all that. That, story. that would be a dope story. I know. I, yeah, I get the, he got the shield. He got the knife. He got the you know the the hammer. I want to see how you got the, the head. Hello, the hello one was bad. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. bad. That I was bad. I admit, this woman had like, style. Like he did. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, well, respect. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to stick on the collector too long. I know we go. We, I think we all wait in our point in the collector right now. <laughs> we, 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 we like. We either like him small or we don't like him small. Oh man, <laughs> I love you all, but you know. <laughs> So I was like, I love you. Let's let's get yeah. Let's. I I want to I want to yeah because we didn't touch up on Hutch's and and Laws and and V Max opinion on on the collector. So we'll start with you, V. Um, how did you feel about the collector? I I didn't I didn't. I, I didn't mind it. It was it worked for the show. I think it did what it did his role. What he was meant to be here. It, it it's just. Again, it's a what if. I don't overthink these things. Like it's just not something I'm I'm going to. I enjoyed what they gave me. I like this episode more than the first one, but it was good. It was good. It doesn't bother me in any way that he was swole. I was intrigued about some of the things that he had in his collection. Um, he had an X-wing, by the way. I don't know if y'all caught that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I saw that. I, saw I, that. That. I gotta see it. I have to watch but, it again. Yeah, um, with all of the chips <laughs> when he had the picture with all the chips when he ran across. Right. Yeah, I liked yeah. Howard the Duck being in there. That was yes. a good throw in. Yes. Um, yes. That was pretty cool. We did not see, I would have liked to have seen um, Gamora, but I understand why she didn't fit in this particular story. Um, I, I, it was just good. Imagine we had Gamora in one of the collectors too. Uh, too. Ooh, could have. Oh, that would have been great. I mean, we're seeing mm -hmm. her soon because we see her in the in the Thanos armor and the helicopter sword. So I'm dope. I'm excited for that. Law, right. let's wait. Law, wait. I'm pretty much beat for beat with VMAC right now. Where I'm like, it was a thing. He was big, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for it. Like, do your thing, bro. You, yeah. you still have the obnoxiously gaudy, like, fur and glasses mm -hmm. and, the, and the arrogant yeah. behavior. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Hutch? Mm -hmm. uh, you know what? I think, Tone <laughs> I think Tone really, I mean, he drove a really hard wedge between, like, when I think about it, I was like, that's just lazy. Like, y'all just made him throw for no reason. Like, <laughs> I don't want to see this hashtag make it to a trending topic. You know what I'm saying? I, I think he threw it out there. 
I'm telling hashtag, you. Hashtag swall collector. No swall collector. No, you have no, to put no, no swall. No swall. No swall. Like, put it up on the board. Like, let's, let's see it happen. But no, I mean. No, no gym. I, I, I saw it like. I think I, I I think I I definitely take the 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 VMAC, you know, it's a what if series. I'm just gonna enjoy the ride and not worry about it too much. But mm -hmm. to see Tone's passion about it, like that <laughs> resonates. <laughs> Cause I see, no, because he talks a lot about like, oh y'all too emotional, that kind of shit. But when you hit his notes, like <laughs> oh, it all comes on, like it's all <laughs> See, but you notice, you notice that I'm not talking about shit's coming from my gut. I'm like, oh, yeah, exactly. it's all up here. It's all up here. You got the emotional in the head, y'all. I told you this is gonna be a good one. No, but I, I, no, it actually, it actually brings up a very like interesting part on something that I didn't pay enough attention to. So I really appreciate someone for bringing that to light. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the last two characters I want to touch up on because there's a lot of characters in this. Um, I want to touch up on Nebula and Thanos. How did um Nebula and Thanos? Nebula. How did you guys? How did you guys feel about Nebula and Thanos? Who wants to? Who wants to take this one first? Because we, I, I, I mean, we've been getting everyone. To, you know what? Um, George, we're gonna make we're gonna put you on the spotlight. We're gonna put you first. All right. Um. So Nebula. So apparently, so now now that there is no Gamora, there's no whoa. Now that there is no Gamora, there's no sibling rivalry, I guess, mm -hmm. right? And then there's no longer a reason for her to try to outdo what her sister was doing or, or try to get the love that Thanos was giving to Gamora, you know, and, and mm -hmm. she would, so now she could be more herself. She's got the blonde hair, she's chilling, she's, you know what I mean? Like she, it's just a different upbringing. And mm -hmm. I think that part of the reason why, and, and correct me if I'm maybe this is, so now that Thanos is good Thanos, he didn't go to Gamora's plant and kill all of her family and now takes her with him, right? So that never happened. Now all he has is just Nebula. So Nebula can now be, you know, happy just to be with her dad who embarrasses her at parties when he talks mm -hmm. about the snap and how he's right. And she's like, oh, dad. So it, it, was, it was like, it was nice to see that part of it, but she still has that sneaky side to her where, you know, like that plan that she had with Chala, how they were gonna do things and she kept the close to the, like, so that it was, it was a really, really nice to see her in a different light, you know? It, it was good. I, I, I like Nebula. Right. Hutch. Yo, I, I, I think I, I, had, I had a bit of a pause because, you know, when she first like entered, like how she entered and how they, they started to kind of build a character I was watching her, you know what I mean? So I think they played off of that and did it purposely, obviously that, so people would have that suspicion of her character right out the gate. So I thought that was pretty cool how they, you know, did the double switch and, you know, oh, I was really working all along. And that's some, that's some Tatawa level shit right there. So mm -hmm. I was, I was happy to see that, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's re it was really cool to see a softer side of her character because her character has been so directed and purposefully one note, you know, for so long. And to see kind of, oh, you know, here's what would happen if I put my brain power on something other than my sister. You know what I mean? Like that kind of resonance, I think, worked out really well. I was very happy to see the whole where they play, you know, like adopted kind of thing, like mm -hmm. like Thor and Loki and that kind of stuff. I thought that was that was funny that they they played with that a little bit. But um, but yeah, it was just nice nice to see a different side of the character, and I was happy it was the same uh, actress that got to, right. to voice uh, her as well as like a lot of the other characters. So, yeah, 
Val, you're tagged in. Oh, um, I, I enjoyed her. She was... Wow, okay. Why are we doing this? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> um, I, I, I enjoyed her. I think that it was a good, different take. Um, we don't see her as this character. And again, like a, a variant. It was just a different way to give her... Without so being so broody, so negative, so angry, all the extra robotics replaced in her, she was able to be who maybe she was intended to be before she was ruined, you know? So we got to see that part of her, and I thought that was a pretty good thing. I mean, they all carried something different. Like, even Drax, he was still Drax, but he had his family, and he was happy, and he was like, oh, yeah. So it was just this, it, it, it was definitely an insight to a different uh perspective so it was it was nice to see i, I enjoyed what they did with it yo know oh. would you have wanted to see a little drax like a, a thin drax because he's been bartending right. you know what i mean wow. so he's, he's, he's been wow. bottle wow. you know what i mean right i'm good i am good before we got with drax um you know <laughs> Yo, as I had mentioned, wrong. as I had wrong. mentioned, when uh, the whole controversy of of, uh, of Dave of Batista not being brought in to voice the character, yeah, and we talked about it, and I was kind of like, um, "Are we mad you know, about that?" I mean, no, I'm really mad. I, I, I didn't give a shit. I was just like, because <laughs> I, like, I, I said, odds are he's not gonna be a big part of the show. All right, so. I mean, like I like the same thing. I love that they got Stanley Tucci for Captain Carter, but we didn't need Stanley yeah. Tucci to say fucking five lines, right? You know, he could have just right. you know ad libbed his fucking audio from the movie. Like I, I don't think the man <laughs> needed to be in the I, studio reading it. It might have been in his contract. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They'd be might getting you with those contracts, bro. Marvel. Don't <laughs> yeah, you got. Oh, you got. Oh, even you even if it. you die, it's like you can still come back. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years later. <laughs> anyway, so no, I don't have an issue with with Drax still being swollen. The fact that he has his family, so he's a happy person. You know, he is a happy person. Should have been. He should have been fatter. Is that what it should have been? No, I no? mean, no. Yo, you get the Thor. Yeah, you get the <laughs> okay. Thor belly. Jump Thor. Right. Yo, buddy good. Thor. Yeah, oh, listen, this is essentially I love what they did with all of, with all these characters, especially you know characters like Drax uh, and Nebula who are characters that we're seeing devoid of the trauma that they went through in our main continuity. Right. That's it. Like this entire what if like episode was what if we were allowed to be happy and not have the things that trauma shaped for us dictate right. the rest of my life. Ooh. That's really what it was. And then you also have Thanos who's like, oh, you know what? That sounds like he still wants, like someone said, and we've all said he still wants his, you know, his plan to be a plan, and he still thinks it's a, a, a fully rational plan. But he's like, your plan's a little bit better. Let's go with it, and it worked until the end. Until it does not Until it does not work. Right, right. I'll put that glove on. But we're good right now, so I don't have to put that glove on. So right. I think it was really cool. I love that you put that exclamation on there, Law. And, and again, as we're talking about Thanos, let's give a big shout out to Thanos as we love the character and everything right here. Oh, oh, oh wow. That's dope. That wow. is dope. By our own guest host, Val, V Mac, 
putting that out there. Yo, this you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yo, this you? That's amazing, yeah. dude. Look at that. What? Wow. Yeah, that's dope. Thank, thanks, Steve S. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Yo, like that, that literally means all the things you said earlier. No, that's that's oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I did this. I made all the stuff you said earlier like not make any more sense. Like you know, like confidence and blah blah blah. And I don't really think I'm that great. Awesomeness, and then then you see the pencils. And you're like, like, yeah, yeah. Like, that doesn't, that that doesn't compute. Like, that doesn't compute. That zero here. Like the shit don't. Bro, that, com- that computes like a small collector. It just <laughs> it just doesn't work. <laughs> the math doesn't work. All day time. All day. <laughs> From now on, uh, that's it. Old. Oh, that's that's old. Oh, even but worse. And, and Even wow. worse. This is something I did like in my spare time you know back what? in the day. Go ahead. Nah, but this I got you. you. I see you. I see you now. I see you. That's what somebody does. He makes he makes it where I see people. Now I see you. Now what happens? Listen, now, but this, this this episode was a highlight of everything of creativeness, creators talking about stuff that we like. Again, um, for those who are catching this at the end, it's been about the webtoons that George just launched for Rust 5377. Um, it's been about what Hutch has created in beyond United and beyond family. Um, it's been about what we love to do us here at the nerds just talk about geek stuff. And it's been about showcasing artists, which back v- VMAC, which I'm glad to call a friend, get to know and see and showcase, um, the artwork and all that and, and share it with many people. Um, this has been a fun episode guys. Mm-hmm. This has been off the rails. Like I said, it was going to be a deluxe episode. We got that deluxe right there. It was. <laughs> So we're going to play that outro now again, and um, we'll talk more in the green room. But again, this has been another great episode of Nerds of the Rounds, guys. Catch us next week. Catch us um, this, this Friday. Weekend. This and catch weekend. us this weekend, 28th, 29th, in Beyond Con. Oh. Hey, in Beyond, Beyond Con. Con. No Swole Collector. Did it, no Swole Collector. No collect. Get it out there. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a Swole Collector just so you can put it right behind Yes. There we go. Yes. Yeah, sw- sw- a Swole Collector <laughs> standing right next to Galahad. Galahad. Yo, be Petty, mad. Petty is a it. strong, strong Yo. animator. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Good night, guys. It's that time again. And Beyond Con 2021 is almost here and it's better than ever. Join me, some of the Project Infinity cast, and Amy Davis for the live panel Breaking Into Voice Acting on Saturday, August 28th at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Then join the fun again on Sunday at 2.30 p.m. for the panel Dive Into VoiceOver, featuring the pro voiceover cast from Project Infinity. And Beyond Con has countless incredible panels and events planned that are sure to suit your fancy, whatever it may be. Tom Aglio will be on the Marketing for Creatives panel August 28th at 12 p.m. You can catch Kevin Go on Streaming 101 at 2 p.m. And then on the 29th, I'll be a part of the live panel How to Create a Compelling Character at 1 p.m. All these panels and so much more will be free and easy to access through mbeyond.com. mbeyondcon, the con for creatives. Get your free tickets today at mbeyond.com. See you there!